Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. So glad that you've chosen to join us today. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado. want to shout out to everyone on Hope FM and Truth FM and Refuge FM and many other stations, as well as the international audience and everyone listening on gracefm.com or our app. Any way you're connecting with us, even if you're podcasting, uh, we welcome you. Uh, It's been an interesting week here, uh, really weekend here in Colorado with all the snow. Uh, You might have heard a program, Calvary Live, yesterday with my voice on it. It was an encore presentation because our Denver station was down for a couple days because according to our station manager, Kevin, our operations manager, uh, we, 42 inches of snow fell up at the tower site uh, and it had off and on taken out electricity up there and one of the on times, or off, probably on though, uh, they broke a breaker, it snapped a breaker or whatever that means, <laughs> and uh we had to go, uh, we had to have our engineer, thank you, engineer, I think his name is Matt, Is his, what's his engineer's name? Uh, the engineer's name is Matt, thank you Matt for going up there if you're listening and taking care of whatever needed to be taken care of. We're back on the air in Denver, uh, we're back, we're always online. <clears throat> one of the ways, uh, you listening in on Grace FM, one of the ways you can tell if we're completely down is if you can't hear it on your radio but you can hear it online, that means it's a tower issue. Uh, And if you are, if you can hear it on the radio, but you can't hear it online, that means it's a computer issue. And if you can't hear on either side, then it's a big issue. (laughs) Uh, But that's one of the things uh, I do when I hear the radio's down. I always uh, check online to see if it's a local issue uh, or it's a tower issue, but none of that matters to you. It's on the air. We're glad it's on the air. Thank you to everyone uh, that prayed for us, and uh, we're back on the air. 303-690-3000 is the number, taking your calls and your questions. Last time we were together, we had a question that stumped me. Um, I, I was so tired. I'm kind of tired again today, but I was so tired, uh, and I just, my mind wasn't working, and the question was related to the genealogy of Jesus and how is he the son of David. Uh, and And so, you know, Luke records Mary's genealogy, uh, and Matthew records Joseph's genealogy. Uh, Matthew's following the line of Joseph through David's son Solomon, while Luke is following the line of Mary through David's son uh, Nathan. Uh, And so since there's no Greek word for son-in-law, Joseph was called the son of Heli by marriage to Mary, Heli's daughter, um, Heli's daughter, now, through either Mary or Joseph's line, Jesus is both is a descendant of David and therefore eligible to be the Messiah. 
So I want to give a quick shout out. I've thanked him personally, but I'll thank him on the air. Jeff emailed me uh, uh, two minutes before the show was over, and I didn't see it till uh, uh, after the show. But thank you, Jeff. Thank you guys for listening and sending the notes along. Um, help like this, text, you know, maybe, or, um, you know, appreciate you guys helping. And uh, it is, <clears throat> it is good to be a part of the community of believers. Now, of course, you guys on Hope FM, Truth FM, you hear this one week later. Uh, so the broadcast itself has already been on the air, but you can call while we're on the air uh, and you'll be live. We'll hear you in Colorado uh, online live. And then the neat thing is, is next week, you'll be able to tune in and hear yourself on the radio uh, and hear the, sh you know, you can give your full attention to it so you're not listening and talking or maybe even nervous being on the phone. So we have open lines waiting for your calls, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000, taking your calls and your questions. Uh, we have Wani back in Strasburg. Welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. Um, Hi. One of the um, youth pastors at one of the larger churches in our area, Mountain View Fellowship, his name is Hunter. He's a young father. He has a three-year-old and a one-year-old daughters. He has been in the hospital ICU for nine days. Um, oh. He has lupus, and it was attacking his heart and kidneys. And oh. he is really, really, really critical right now. So we're just asking for prayer for Hunter okay. that, you know, of course God's will be done, but yeah. his dad is Don Headley. He's the senior pastor at Mountain View Fellowship, the non-denominational church in this area. Father, we lift up Hunter to you right now in the family that uh, is waiting uh, urgently and desperately for you uh, to touch Hunter and using medical means, supernatural means. Lord, it's a very scary thing for a dad to be at the bedside of his son uh, in such a crisis mode. And I, I pray for Don and his wife. I pray for this fellowship family who, along with um, this precious pastoral family, are interceding and um, waiting, God. It's not an easy thing to wait on you. Um, and I pray that you would strengthen his body, um, strengthen his resolve, uh, strengthen, Lord, um, those that are around him, making choices and decisions for him, uh, that they would choose life and they would choose to 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 cling to hope. Um, and God, you would even send men and women with faith, Lord, that gift of faith, uh, that special anointing of encouraging faith when all around um, everyone might be wavering or worried or concerned, God, that like I, I've been meditating, Lord, on that that episode when those guys brought their friend to you and dropped them through the roof. They just had such great confidence and trust that you would work and you would act and you would heal. And I pray for that same confidence. And we would hear a good report, God, a good report uh, surrounding Hunter and his family and this fellowship family. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Pastor Ed. And I know this is a very... Um, subject close to your heart and our family is praying for you and marie and your family these next few Thank months you very much Juani. okay bye-bye bye-bye and the neat thing about this scenario with hunter is that it can have a profoundly different outcome 
Um, it would be so great to get a phone call of his recovery, uh, his full recovery. Uh, it would be so great to get a phone call of those making decisions that would wait it out, wait it out, wait it out until the Lord. Uh, give God a chance to work. Don't be so quick to quit and throw in the towel. And I know the family is interceding and desperate. And I pray, God, that I'm just so encouraged. Uh, even knowing that there are dedicated men and women on the ICU taking care of them. But nine days is such a long time. Oh. 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. All lines are wide open. Text me, 720-336-0897. If we have, time, if we have need, we'll go to the uh, text line, and you can text in your question. You can text in your prayer. Uh, please pray for my granddaughter, or excuse me, pray for my daughter and my 16-month-old granddaughter uh, and... Uh, there's a threat to sue if they don't see their granddaughter soon. Uh, they've never had anything nice to say or any positive support. Uh, my daughter never kept her from them. She just set boundaries and limitations to ensure her daughter's safety. Um, they're acting like this is like this has kept them from seeing her. Uh, please pray for safety and protection. We don't trust them for good reason. Yeah, these situations are so challenging and so difficult being separated from your grandchild or making a decision to separate others from your grandchild and, and all the confusion and everything. So I'm going to pray because this is, um, this is serious. Uh, and I know that, um, it's painful. It's extremely painful. So father, I do pray for this situation, uh, as difficult as it is. We pray God that for reconciliation, according to your word, um, that there would truth would come out. Uh, and that there would be a sense of of reality of the truth, um, that there would be a um, a resolution and a protection, God, um, of this very difficult situation, um, knowing that there are two sides to this. And so we pray for your side, because I think of Joshua, where Joshua said that, um, you know, the angel of the Lord that came to Joshua, Joshua said, whose side are you on? And the answer was, no, I'm not on any any side. And and so God, we we just want what's best for that little um precious little baby. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000. Uh taking your calls and your questions and got to open lines. Very uh, rare to have open lines this late in the program. I uh, would love to hear from you. Uh, we're going to be here tonight at 7 o'clock uh, studying the Bible together in First Peter. Um, we're going to talk about the second part of our message last time on what to do when I'm wronged, uh, and especially what, I'm, what am I to do when I'm wronged in the midst of great trial and tribulation and difficulty. And I would invite you out. Wednesdays are a special time. Uh, we uh, uh, Wednesday nights are a very special time for us here at Calvary. Um, we get to take communion together. We sing together. The month of March is always exciting because we celebrate and communicate our missionaries. And even though COVID and many of the restrictions still exist, uh, we are doing virtual trips. Uh, we're doing rallying. Uh, we're rallying around our our 
missionaries. We've got video updates. We have go teams where we're assembling teams to do exactly what we would on a short-term trip except for uh, getting on a plane. And because we can't go, we don't want to just let these things go. So the missionaries have shared with us projects and things they want to be a part of, things they want you to, to know. And as we raise support for them, um, we're going to send it to them. We're going to share in the fruit of their ministry. And it's pretty exciting. I think it's one of the one of the things that COVID has forced us to do is think even more creatively than we ever have before. And this is one of our more ambitious, creative ideas. And it's just so exciting to step out in faith and give God a chance to work in a new, fresh way, a way that we've never done before. Uh, and so come on out tonight. Tonight's uh, our midweek Bible study. For a larger church, it is the closest thing that we have uh, to Acts 2.42 in a larger uh, scope um, so that, you know, we are we are together. Um, we are following through Acts 2.42, uh, and it's a, a little looser um, than our weekend services. It's more of a family service, but you are welcome. Um, so come on out. Uh, we, are in, we are on Hampton, one block east of Tower Road. Services start at 7. Doors open around 6.30. Resurrection Coffee is open. Our Calvary Bookstore is open. Uh, yes, a physical bookstore uh, that you can trust every resource on the shelf. And our goal is to match ministry with resources. And the books that I recommend, they are there. Um, we are almost there. We've got quite a few titles still to add, but little by little, um, you can start looking at our um, you can start looking at our inventory. It's not complete. I was just talking uh, with Kurt today. He's working on it little by little. Uh, the Lord has really opened doors for ministry in his life, and uh, and so he's working on it. And but most of the inventory is online. CalvaryCO.store, and that should give you insight of what's on the shelf. You can always come in and look. You can order it online and then click the box to pick up. And so you don't, you can save on all the shipping because we're not like, um, you know, the big companies. We have to pay for shipping. Um, and we, uh, but if you want, if you're in town, you can just pick it up. Uh, and, and remember anything that you order through CalvaryCO.store, all our net proceeds at the end of the year go to support our missionaries. So they get an extra check at the end of the month. Um, uh, that uh, excuse me at the end of the year when we sort everything out and close out our books uh, as a church, then um, all the missionaries that are not not um, not the organizations we support, but the individual missionaries like today St. Patrick's Day, we have missionaries in Ireland. Uh, we actually have two families in Ireland. We have a single woman serving in Sligo, and we also have the Trues uh, and. Uh, they'll both, because, and they're both from our church. They were sent out, full-time missionaries. They'll both get a check at the end of the year. So whatever you order, you go order Calvary swag, you know, sweatshirts, hoodies, uh, T-shirts, cups, uh, all of that. All the proceeds go to missionaries. If you buy a cup of coffee, uh, specialty coffee, we have um, cold brew, all that kind of stuff. Resurrection coffee, we completely redid uh, it. Uh, anything, any of the net proceeds there all go to missionaries. Um, so it is 
uh, a great and and it's all high quality stuff, man. The 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 servants, the machines, the we we use Sonder coffee. Uh, those of you that have been to Sonder and Aurora, uh, they they roast their own, uh, and and so it's all top notch, good stuff. Anyway, waiting for your calls. 303-690-3000. If you're wondering, we are live today. It is Wednesday. We're back on the air. Uh, this is not a rebroadcast unless you heard before Encore. This is not a rebroadcast. We're live. We're back on the air. Our engineer went up with all 42 inches of snow up on the mountain where our tower is. 42 inches. But we happen to be on the same mountain that all of the 911 equipment, uh, a lot of the 911 equipment for up north, northern Colorado is on the same mountain. So they have a tendency to clean that and take care of it very quickly, uh, of which we're grateful. 303-690-3000. Text me 720-336-0897 is the number. And I'm monitoring both and nothing's coming in. So I'd love to hear from you. 303-690-3000. I was very encouraged this last weekend uh, as I shared a Bible study on uh, leadership, uh, what is our responsibility with uh, our leaders? And it's taken from Hebrews chapter 13, verse 7. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 7. Now, because it was a snow weekend, some of you might have missed it. We, we did have Saturday night service. And then we ended up taking Saturday night service and airing it on Sunday morning in all of our time slots. So technically, it was, I mean, technically it was the same message, but it, it wasn't live because it was the Saturday night message. And we looked at three verses in Hebrews 13. We looked at verse 7, verse 17, and also verse 24. And the, we focused in on the verbs in those verses. And here's what it says. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 7, remember those who rule over you, who have spoken the word of God to you, whose faith follow, considering the outcome of their conduct. Then verse 17, obey those who rule over you and be submissive, for they watch out for your souls as those who must give account. Let them do so with joy and not with grief. And then finally in verse 24, it says to greet those who rule over you. So there's this relationship that God has placed in our lives of men to rule over us. And that's a very scary thing to, 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 to say and to hear, doesn't it? Because many a men and women have taken that to its unfortunate literal ruling over, taking advantage, but that's not the heart of God. And I would encourage you to listen to this Bible study. Um, because I, I offer some things that are very important for you to consider. For example, number one, and give me a call. I see the phone calls coming in. Give me a call, 303-690-3000. We'll get back to the phone lines in a moment. But I wanted to share this one point, and then maybe we'll fill in during the show. I believe, number one, that the Bible teaches us that God chooses the leaders that he's put into your life. God chooses the leaders that he's put into your life. That, that will rule over you, that he knows what you need. 
I know that doesn't seem to fit in with our current cultural context of you can visit this church, you can listen to this YouTube pastor, you can listen to the radio, and, and you can associate with teachers as if they're your pastors, and you get to choose your leaders. Um, I believe God chooses the leaders. Like, for example, in my life, I was invited to a church. Fortunately, it was a biblically sound church. I was invited to a church, and I didn't leave that church until God called me out. I didn't leave because I was mad. I didn't leave because I got hurt. I didn't leave because, uh, you know, any of the reasons people leave. I left because God led me out, and he gave me a command to leave. Um, and, and I left on good terms where my pastor is still my pastor. My pastor is still my pastor. And I've seen many people leave this church over the years that um, they got offended or a mistake was made or they got all prideful, boastful, and arrogant, and they left, and they also declared, Ed, you are no longer my pastor. I will not submit to you. I won't follow you. I don't believe you, whatever it might be. And, and we're not talking on gross, sinful grounds. We're talking about somebody that didn't like a decision or somebody that disagreed or someone, and instead of working it out, instead of submitting and, and being submissive um, to a situation that's not sinful, they move on and they take people with them and they people get upset and the body of Christ is hurt and and they perhaps miss out on the discipleship that God has in working things out in the fellowship family that they were called to be. Now, again, I can't say for sure um, what God's doing in someone's life. Is it possible for somebody to go, you know, Ed, I'm leaving. I don't want you to be my pastor anymore. Of course. Of course, I, I, I don't know what God's doing in the heart of people, but I do know a select group of people with confidence, com confirmed by the Holy Spirit, that the way they left, how they left, how they're currently living is not in honoring the Lord. And here's what happens, especially in our little Calvary family. It, it's very easy to either A, not say where you came from, or B, you go and you have a sympathetic ear. Instead of a pastor going, you know what? You need to go back and resolve that. We are not going to be in fellowship when you have broken fellowship with your last church, when you're angry with your last pastor. And, and maybe the Lord just has us talking about that today because that's where you're at. If God is indeed moving you on, and that's his will, then leave on good terms. And I don't mean surface good terms. I mean in fellowship. Leave in relationship. Leave honoring your pastor and your leaders. Don't go out with what I call a uh, scorched earth policy where you're just going to burn everything and everyone down. The world would use the a phrase, don't burn your bridges. Um, and 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 what you have to consider what this says. Obey, or excuse me, in verse 7, remember and then down in verse 17, obey. And then down in verse 24, greet. These all go together. Like if you leave on bad terms, then you have a hard time remembering your pastor in prayer. You definitely have refused to obey them. And then it's going to be hard for you to greet them when you see them around town. So we went into this in, in our Bible study, and we clarified it. This isn't permission for a man to lord over a person. It's not permission to abuse there's never a call to submit to abusive situations, um, never a call to be a professional victim either, but rather there's a call to work together in Christ, 
by the power of his Holy Spirit, the same power that saved us, the same power that rose Jesus from the dead lives in us, for goodness sake. And there is unity in Christ. Maybe there's not unity among believers, but that's only because one or both of them are not abiding in Christ. And that's just the way it is. Great study, too. I just I, I, I know that there was a piece of feedback. Maybe you have some feedback on it. But somebody emailed me and said, nowhere in the Bible does it ever tell us to trust pastors. Okay. What do you think about that? Um, if we're not to trust pastors, then who do we trust? And of course, pastors are, are under shepherds. They're not the chief shepherd. But that role of leadership, God has ordained it. God has created it. That's why it hurts so bad when you're hurt by a leader, because that's not God's intention. And even so, if you were hurt by a leader, Matthew 18 says to talk to them, to share the offense, and then to be ready to forgive. All right, let's go over to Littleton, Colorado. Uh, Keenan, welcome to the program. Hey, Keenan, you're on the air. Line two is Keenan. Looks like he dropped. Great question, though. Matthew 7 mentions people saying, Lord, Lord, but not getting into heaven. Can you explain? I can. Um, this is a very interesting passage um, that reflects the importance to know that you are saved to live in such a way where your life is abiding in Christ because there will be a group of people that are going to be profoundly shocked uh, when they are <clears throat> when they are face to face with Jesus where, where he says not everyone this is Matthew uh, 7 uh, where are we here Matthew 7:21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, done many wonders in your name? And then I'll declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. So see, the emphasis in our relationship with Jesus is not what we say, but it's what we do. And a greater emphasis above what we say or do is whether the Lord knows us. That's that's a word of that is a word of relationship. We are to be in relationship with Jesus Christ, having repented of our sins and placed our faith in Him. So it's not enough to say, "Well, Lord, Lord," or maybe we wouldn't use those phrases. Uh, Maybe we would use a phrase that says, um, uh, we would say, uh, let's see, what would, what would we say today? We would say, um, I went to church. I read my Bible. And he says, hey, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I don't know you. I don't know you. And, and that's not a place you want to be at all. Um, not a good place to be at all. 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000 is the number. Taking your calls and your questions. Give us a call. 303-690-3000. Text me at 720-336-0897. Already 
we are <clears throat> coming up against the first half of the program break, the only break, really. Um, and we want to fill up the lines for the second half of the program. So we'd love to hear from you. 303-690-3000. Taking your calls and your questions. 303-690-3000. All right. Well, we're coming up on the break here and would love to hear from you. Uh, love to be encouraged by the Lord together, uh, working together, knowing that the Lord has a word for us uh, and he wants to encourage us uh, and wants to speak truth in us, to us. All right, give me a call. We'll be right back. This is Calvary Live, originating from Aurora, Colorado, but going out across the country, even around the world. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, welcome back everyone to Calvary Live, second half of the program. Uh, so surprised at times how fast the program goes when you're just talking through things uh, and and really encouraging one another in the Lord as we, if you're just joining us for the second half, we prayed for a uh, youth pastor, Hunter, from here in Colorado, Strasburg, Colorado, uh, who's been in the ICU now for nine days because of the effects of lupus in his body. And whether we're praying for someone, uh, hoping, you know, love hopes all things, or we're talking about the Bible together, answering Bible questions, it's one of the neat things that technology affords us uh, in communicating with one another. 303-690-3000. Here's a text question before I get back to the phone lines. I was wondering if you have any good resources to help me speak to someone who's in the Mormon faith and share the gospel with them. Yes, uh, there is a resource that's an essential uh, in this, uh, along these lines. It's called Reasoning from the Scriptures with Mormons. Reasoning from the Scriptures with Mormons by Ron Rhodes. And he has one for Jehovah's Witnesses, Mormons, Catholics. He used to have one for Muslims. I don't think it's in print anymore, um, but you could probably get a used copy. Uh, so reasoning from the scriptures with Mormons. The reason why I like this resource is because it helps you to have, to. Res it, 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 first of all, it honors and respects that you're talking to a person, uh, not, you know, you're not talking to someone that, you know, you're trying to convert. You're not looking at a future conversion. You're looking at ministering to a person and being available to the Holy Spirit and what he wants to accomplish in your life. Uh, and then secondly, he teaches you not only what they believe and then what the Bible teaches, but then thirdly, how to ask open-ended questions instead of just arguing. Because arguing usually gets nowhere, but when you ask open-ended questions, it really forces a person to think. Reasoning from the Scriptures with Mormons by Ron Rhodes. So good. It's such a great resource. 303-690-3000 is the number. Down to Denver, Colorado. Ivan, welcome to the program. Good afternoon, Pastor Ed. Hey, good afternoon. What's up? Hey, uh, I was listening to you last week, and you were talking about Paul, and you said something about him being the 13th disciple or apostle. 
And, yes. uh, and it, it kind of struck me because it, uh, I was remembering uh, in, in Acts, I don't have my Bible with me, but I, I remember the story where uh, after uh, they were going to replace Judas, and they had to cast lots between uh, Matthias and uh, what was his name? Uh, Bersabbas, I believe what yes. his name was. Yes. Uh, to, to see who was going to replace him. And I was always wondering why they had to replace Judas in the first place. I mean, and then I went on to say that it was written, uh, you know, previously by uh, David, I think, in Psalms. Yes. And why why was it written in the first place, and why did there have to be 12 apostles? And then he was going to be the 13th, and then you said uh, Paul was the 13th, so was it actually 14 then? And then why did no, have so to be that, it's a great question. Te- technically, there are only twelve, um, and the tw- the twelfth with the twelfth office, twelve offices. The twelfth office would have been Judas, who was vacated uh, in that first century, and Peter believed, and I believe he was inspired by the Holy Spirit. This is where this is where the the debates come in. Um, debate number one is is Peter actually hearing from the Lord that they should replace Judas, uh, and he takes the scriptures that are mentioned in Acts chapter one verse fifteen, uh, and he has he says men and brethren the scripture had to be fulfilled which the Holy Spirit spoke by the mouth of David concerning Judas who became a guide to those who arrested Jesus for he was numbered with us and obtained a part in our ministry but he. He purchased a field with wages of iniquity, and falling headlong, he burst in the middle. Uh, And then he quotes in verse 20 uh, in the book of Psalm, let his dwelling place be desolate, let no one love in it. And then he combines another passage, let another take his office. So Peter is taking scriptures based on the situation that he's faced with, and he takes scriptures, interprets them, and applies them. Uh, so debate number one is whether he should should have done this or not. And I, I say that he is applying the scriptures properly here, that according to to the Psalms, there was a prophetic word that wasn't, wasn't uh, fulfilled, wasn't experienced, it was fulfilled in Judas. Another debate was, well, they, they chose one. Um, the lot falls on Matthias. You know, and there's another debate. Did they follow the right... Um, did they follow the right um, process? Because in chapter two, um, finally, they're all filled with the Holy Spirit. Because in chapter one, before this, Jesus told them to wait. He didn't tell them to um, he didn't tell them to to choose another apostle. He just told them to wait. And so Peter does this before the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, instead of first. So there's a lot of debate surrounding this, but there weren't there weren't. 13 apostles in the sense that there were 13 at one time, but the office of Judas, there was an opening and that opening was fulfilled. And one of the reasons that I believe, there's a lot of different reasons why I believe it was not Matthias. Number one, he was never mentioned ever again. Um, We don't see or hear from him. We don't know what he did. Um, Church history is very minimal about Matthias. And then the rest of the New Testament is written by Saul of Tarsus, who was personally visited and enlisted by Jesus himself on the road to Damascus. Um, And so I don't believe there are 13 or 14. 
I believe there were 12 at a time, and I believe that the office of the apostle ended with the original 12, you know, 11 plus Saul, um, the original 12. So when you when we start using numbers to identify, well, there was a 13th man, He only there was only a 13th man because he was fulfilling the 12th uh, office that committed suicide. Yeah, okay. but it's not without controversy. Yeah, because yeah, that I was kind of was a little cloudy there, and I was going to fire off a an email after you mentioned that to kind of clear it yes. up for me, but I kind of lost track there. And then uh, what, what I did say that it, that you know that he 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 uh, used the money to buy the the land, and then that he he fell into it and burst open. Yes, um, you know there was. A, because I'd always uh, learned, you know, growing up Catholic, that uh, he had committed suicide. Yes. So, you know, and there was, I was all, that kind of threw me off when I was reading that, you know, after I was older. So. Well, and it's amazing it's, when you are reading it, like you're, you're like, okay, and, and this is where what you're doing right now is very good because you're asking questions of the text. And you're also comparing it um, to what you've been taught traditionally and you're like now a part of what i've been taught traditionally doesn't seem to follow what the text says um because you know in matthew chapter 27 um in verse 5 it says that he was he threw down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and he went and he hanged himself um and and so what what some have done is try to explain in this text away what some have done and go well there's a contradiction in the bible but Actually, they go together. Um, both he he threw down the money, he went and hung himself, and I believe either the branch broke or the rope came undone or whatever he used to hang himself. Uh, and Judas's body fell and his body opened up. So he it both happened. Um, it wasn't one or the other. I think they both happened. Uh, and this is uh, you know what you would expect when someone would hang themselves over a cliff um, that they would fall and their entrails would fall out. So it's not either or, it's both. And I do believe the Bible when it says in Matthew 27 that he hung himself. Right, yeah. So that, yeah, because that was, okay. That clears up a lot. That's good. And and let me just say, if you're looking, I, I recommended that book for Mormons, but if you're looking for a good, simple resource to examine Many of the controversial, and and I want to be respectful here, but very controversial and unbiblical teachings of Roman Catholicism, the book of Reasoning from the Scriptures with Catholics would be a great resource that you could use on your own personal study, because so much of it would go, yeah, they taught me that. Yeah, I learned that in catechism. And he, he, he says, this is what you were taught, and this is what the Bible says. It's a really okay. good resource. And what was the name of it again? It's called Reasoning from the Scriptures with Catholics Okay. by Ron Rhodes. How do you spell the last name, Ron Rhodes? R-H-O-D-E-S, R-H-O-D-E-S. Got it. Hey, great. Thank you. All right, brother. God bless you. God bless you. Thanks. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. And, and you know, really, that, um, when you use a resource like that— um, it's not just for it's not just for evangelizing. It's a good resource to learn um, from a trusted res- from a trusted author, Ron Rhodes.
303-690. Let's see. We're going to head off to, where are we? Uh, we're going to go back to, we're going to go up to Longmont. Nathan on line three. Nathan, welcome to the program. Thanks. How you doing? Good. How are you? Pretty good. I uh, had a question. I listened to a John MacArthur sermon about praying boldly, and he basically talked about how we have a tendency to cry out to God in prayer and ask for all these things that, you know, we, we want to see happen or we want to see people saved. And, and he, you know, we, we tend to cap it off with, you know, but your will be done and, you know, kind of whatever. And he, he referenced Nehemiah where Nehemiah is basically praying and saying, listen, I, I don't judge me right now. I need you to hear me. I need you to listen and, and fix these things. And, and that's an unusual thing for John MacArthur to say usually. And I kind of feel prideful thinking that I should pray to God and kind of tell him what I want him to do. Can you maybe speak to that concept? I can. I, I think that the the posture of prayer is, is one of humility, uh, dependence. It's an acknowledgement that God is God and he's sovereign and that whatever his answer to me is, whatever his answer to you is, is what we will accept and what we will receive and what we will, um, what we will take, you know, like this, this is, um, this is where we will, where it will end. We will not argue. Uh, we will not, um, you know, wrestle whatever his answer is, um, is what we would have. The model for that, I believe is Jesus in John chapter 17, uh, when, when he's praying, uh, well, I'm, I'm sorry, Matthew chapter 26, when he's praying in Gethsemane, he says in verse 38, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful, uh, even to death, stay here and pray and watch with me. And he went a little farther and he fell on his face and he prayed saying, oh, my father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. And then he says, nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. So even Jesus in his humanity is giving us a model of prayer that our, our whatever we're saying, however we say it, there is a necessity of yielding to the Father of whatever is answer. Now, I, I didn't hear the teaching, but I would suspect that what Pastor John MacArthur is referring to is a, a tendency for, for us to perhaps come to God without faith or come to God without confidence or again, come to God without boldness, because the Bible says in Hebrews that we can come to the throne room of God boldly. I mean, that that is definitely something we are told to do, uh, and we can do it. But like you said, there are those times where we examine ourselves and our focus is on ourselves, and it's very difficult for us to come to God at all, let alone boldly with confidence, because we're well aware of our own weaknesses, but that would be that would be disobedience. The Bible says in Hebrews four sixteen, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may t- obtain mercy and find grace in t- in help in times of need. And that word boldly um, speaks of a f- frankness or a freedom or a confidence uh, or a plainness. And so there is something to be said about that exhortation that Pastor John MacArthur was sharing that that we would come with confidence and boldness and 
and we would come knowing we have freedom to come in and, and we're not coming on our own authority. You know, we're not coming in, uh, because we, you know, we are demanding kind of like the, the false move, the false teaching of the faith movement where somehow we're going to boss God around and we're going to, um, tell him what to do. But kind of like with, you know, I've raised my kids and, you know, as a pastor, Sometimes people can be a little timid around me or they'll be afraid to walk into my office or maybe they have to tell me something difficult and they're intimidated. But my kids, um, unless they were in trouble, they never acted like that. They'd bust right into the office. They'd jump right on my lap. Um, they, they, wouldn't, they, they would come boldly because of our relationship. And I think that our relationship as we cultivate it with God, we would come in boldly and maybe we'll make a mistake, you know, maybe we'll be irreverent, you know, maybe we will make a mistake, but then the Holy Spirit will give us that confidence that we need to say, no, 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 not only pray boldly, but pray dependently, and not only pray dependently, but pray in humility. Um, and so I'm not sure if that answers what John said, but that's how I would answer that. Are you still with us? Yeah. Yeah, no, that was okay. great. That, that okay. was beautiful. You cleared it up perfectly, honestly. Okay, great. Well, fantastic. Yeah, thanks thanks for calling. And also, I'd like to say thank you for what you do at Grace FM. And just wanted to tell you that, you know, I know that you guys don't do the saving, but you are a huge, huge part of me being saved. And thank you for <laughs> That's awesome. preaching the word on the radio, man. I really appreciate you. Well, we're very grateful. We're very grateful. Thanks for sharing that. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> See, Kevin? It's all worth it. Sleepless nights and uh, and snowshoes to the tower and late nights on the computer. Uh, the Lord is so good. And every single one of you guys that have, um, that have supported Grace FM, that testimony is for you, too. That testimony is for you. Um, let it, you be encouraged. And thank you, guys for supporting and you guys on hope fm Tr truth fm thank you guys for supporting local christian radio um so if you're listening to this program on another station support your local station but if you guys are listening on grace fm or on the grace fm stream support us would you please things like this come up all the time and you know we were down a couple days we got a lot of calls and texts what's wrong with the station what's wrong with it? and believe me um we want to be on the air and we still want to buy a station, please. We haven't stopped praying. We still want to buy a station, either a bigger station in Colorado Springs or that reaches all the way down to Canyon City or another station. It would be better to have a stronger station in Colorado Springs. It'd be a lot cheaper for us operationally. Um, but we just, we want to press in during these times. So your support goes a long way. Praise God. You know, I didn't get saved uh, through Christian radio, but I did get discipled. Christian radio was my lifeline. When I was in California as a new believer, I had these humongous commutes <clears throat> and I had to be going from office to office to office to office. And, and I, back there in Southern California, it's still there. It's called K-Wave. Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa owns it. And K-Wave was a, a lifeline. And part of our prayer here, my prayer was, um, that we would have a, a station like K-Wave for Colorado, for Denver. And I know there's other great radio stations. I, I'm, our teaching is on them. I love them. I know the manager. I'm great. But uh, I love Grace FM more.
<laughs> just straight up, I'm I'm biased. I like what we're doing. I like how we're doing it. 303-690-3000. Over to Tallahassee, Florida. Kayla, welcome to the program. Hi, can you hear me? I can, yes. Uh, hello, Pastor Ed. Um, Hi, you're on the air. I am, I'm calling in just to thank you and everyone um, that is part of your team, not only at Grace FM, but also in Calvary Aurora. Um, me and my husband moved from Colorado to Florida in, about two years ago, and um, we were both very lost. I actually ended up going to jail, and um, after I had gone to jail, my brother had downloaded your Calvary Aurora app on my phone, and I started watching it religiously, all of the podcasts, um, all of the pre-recorded services you had done. Um, I then pulled my husband into watching all of the pre-recorded services, and um, him and I started worshiping together, and everything started to get a lot better once we introduced God into our life. And we're both um, now saved. We've been almost walking with the Lord for an entire year now. Um, <laughs> we still watch you on Sundays and Wednesday nights, and we now attend uh, Calvary here in Tallahassee. Um, so praise Kent God. Kent Nottingham uh, is his name. Is that Kent Nottingham? Yes. Yeah, he's such a great brother. That 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 guy. You are in such a great church. Yes. Um, it is such a blessing. God took us out of a miry clay and sta- totally stabilized our entire life. Um, but I just wanted to tell you, you guys played a huge role in that. The Lord is using you and everyone around you to help reach people and change lives. And um, I'm just so thankful uh, to have even this conversation with you, <laughs> to be able to thank you over the telephone. Well, we are so encouraged to hear that. Um, it is, it is really encouraging. Like th- things can get so hard and challenging, and I know that these testimonies are out there. But to hear them, um, thank you so much for taking the time to call and let us know. And and man, the best is still yet to come. That's exciting. Everything you've already experienced, it still gets better. Yeah. So the Lord is healing both me and my husband, and he's restoring mm-hmm. our marriage in ways that yes. neither of us were ever capable of doing or could even imagine um, right. having done. And it's just it's just been such a blessing. Um, I have a whole journal of gratitude just to the Lord of all the little nuggets of gold that I think of on a daily basis of how faithful he has been to uh. me. Um, so, yes, praise God. Well, thank you, Kayla. Let me, can I pray for you in your marriage? Absolutely. Father, I want to thank you for the work that you've accomplished and started in Kayla. I, can't, I think of this verse, Lord, where it says that we, being confident of this very thing, he who began a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. And I just pray that over Kayla's life. I pray it over her marriage. I pray I pray it over her family, Lord, and the just the even as the warfare comes and the discouragement knocks and the difficulties arise and they take three steps forward and two steps back and 
Lord, just has to deal with things that come up. I pray you'd give them, her and her husband, strength and a tenacity and a confidence and uh, bless them, Lord, in this local fellowship. Let their lives, let their marriage be so strong that at the right time that they would be able to pour into other marriages and other families like theirs right on the brink of disaster, right on the brink of disaster. And we pray, God, Kayla is a reminder to us of our heart and desire to reach those that are incarcerated, to minister to them, uh, even those listening right now, that they might know how loved they are, how much a future awaits them in Christ, that if they will repent and turn to you, God, you can do wonders, even though uh, they're in a real tough, difficult place right now. So God, let Kayla's testimony uh, multiply thousands upon thousands in people's lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for calling. Yep. Bye. Bye bye. It's so good. The Lord is very faithful, and we need it. Like today's a day we needed um, encouragement like that. So thanks, Lord, for giving it to us. Um, let's uh, see. Let's move on to Fountain, Colorado. Brady is on the line. Brady, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. Hey. Hey, uh, so kind of right along with the last two callers, um, Lord put it on my heart to just, you know, call and thank you for your ministry. And, uh, you know, I've, I've lived down in Fountain now. I moved back in with my dad a year ago today, and uh, I was saved the summer of 2019, but kind of went right back into living in sin. And when I moved back with my dad, you know, he introduced me to this radio station, and, you know, every time I drive... I've got this station on, and so it's that same thing of, you know, it plays a big part in, uh, you know, my my knowledge and, like, my, just that discipleship, like you said. Mm. Um, so yes. I just wanted to thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. It's so good to hear. Um, and then I did have a prayer request. Um, my fiance, uh, she found out on Thursday last week that she got a job in Toledo, Ohio, and uh, we were scheduled to get married May 20th this year. Um, but the, the plan all along has been if she did get a job that, you know, I wouldn't make her move out by herself to, to you know, set the roots in the new home, but that we'd uh, kind of accelerate and get married sooner. So I just asked for prayer okay. for, um, for our new marriage and in a new place that we've both never been to. <laughs> all right, let's do that. Father, I pray for Brady and this new move. Uh, even in their marriage, Lord, just honoring you with their lives and coming together uh, in your eyes, wanting to make mutual commitments to one another. And Lord, I pray for favor as they move on in this new season. God, this new job, this new season, this new place, this new life, this new house, everything about it's new. And let it be, um, God, let it be something that completely encourages and strengthens them. Let it be something that... Um, uh, is a great foundation on which to live. Um, and I'm especially encouraged by their desire to do things right. Even if it is a little accelerated, um, they're committed, they desire to be together, uh, and they want to make a commitment. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much. Hey, have you guys done premarital yet? Um, no, we haven't really. Um we talked a lot with my dad, but uh, okay. you know, not with a pastor or at church or anything. You know, let me recommend a book to you. I mean, we have a whole premarital packet up here if you want to drive up and get it. Um, 
Because even though you're going to get married, it's never it's never too late to pour into your marriage. So let me recommend a book you can get online. And then if you want to drive up here, um, you can pick up our premarital packet and take it with you. Okay. So the book is Married uh, Married and How to Stay That Way. And that's also up here as well. You can it's in our store. You can order it online and then uh, pick it up. Married and How to Stay That Way by Steve Carr. Um, and we use that book for you know uh, mar- marriages that are starting off and marriages that are in great crisis. Uh, it's a great resource to learn how to communicate and encourage one another. It's super laden with scripture. And then, and if you're up here, just ask. You know, call ahead and make sure they have one ready for you, uh, and just ask to pick up. Um, there is a cost involved. I don't know how much it is, but we put the whole premarital packet together, and um, most of the work is on your own anyway. So you wouldn't be missing much. And maybe a pastor, you guys connect with a church out there and you guys can sit down and, and pour into your marriage um, right at the get-go. Because if you get busy and you kind of land and then you get busy and you're settling in, you may neglect the most one of the most important parts of your marriage, and that's laying that strong foundation. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll, I'll um, check that out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thanks so much, Pastor Ed. Okay. Bye-bye. All right, we're coming up to the end of the program. Come on out. We're going to be here tonight, 7 o'clock. You want to support your local Christian radio here, gracefm.com. If you're listening on Hope FM, uh, go to hopefm.net and Truth FM. uh, You'll have to Google it in the city that you're in. So God bless you guys. Um, See you tonight in a couple hours or so. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.